Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. One thing I love about the sales and marketing profession is we're very optimistic. But I don't know about you, but have you been wondering about how sales professionals are actually doing, how they're really doing during the past few months of the COVID crisis? Well, today I have some very encouraging data from Jim Benton. He's the new CEO of Chorus.ai. It's a sales enablement company that helps sales teams capture and share their best talk tracks to create quota-crushing A players. Jim has real-time data about sales activity, sales effectiveness, and C-suite involvement in sales conversations. And the data from the last 60 days is surprisingly good. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network, America's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. And as we get started today, I am excited to announce that the official launch of the Revenue Growth Engine book is right around the corner. It's going to be launching on Amazon on Tuesday, June 16th. To learn more, go to revenuegrowthengine.net. Download the first few chapters of the book, and I'll make sure to let you know when the book launches. You'll get free access to our new Revenue Growth Masterclass as well. On the C-Suite Radio Network, we're absolutely committed to bringing you practical, actionable ideas to help you drive and thrive as together we push to recover this economy. Today's conversation with Jim Benton is full of encouragement. The real-time data that he provides lets us know that despite the setbacks, despite working from home, and despite buying from home, the sales profession is alive and it is doing surprisingly well. So let's join this conversation with Jim Benton to learn more about what the data is saying, and I know you're going to be encouraged. Jim, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. What's going on in San Francisco? Hey, Daryl. Well, we got a heat wave today. So today's the first <laughs> day where you realize there's no air conditioning in the home office. There you go. Well, I, I mean, the the statement, the coldest summer I ever spent was in San Francisco. Coldest winter I ever spent was summer in San Francisco uh, is definitely true. I was amazed at how many days I wore a sweatshirt when I was living in San Francisco. It's incredible. But hey, we're so glad you're on the podcast today. And uh, I am, I am, I'm so excited about this conversation because I think the insights that you're going to be able to bring are going to be fascinating to everybody. So set us up a little bit, though. Tell us what's going on at Chorus.ai right now, and 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 what you guys are up to. Sure. Well, hey, great to be here, Daryl. So thanks for yeah. having me. I think the setup is, you know, I joined the company in mid-March during COVID period. So my first day happened to be a re remote day, which was new for me. I'm used to being in the office. Yeah. And so just embracing this. And I think embracing the idea of being distributed as well as not having those human connections. And so one of the areas that we tapped into and really in the first week in the job was that we have all this remarkable data across all the different interactions that people are having in the sales community. 
And how do we share this with people in an anonymized and aggregated way to help showcase that sales might be doing some of the finest work they've ever done right now. And it might run counter to what people thought, especially, you know, at the end of March when we thought people just weren't working. Right. Yeah. There was, I mean, there were even people saying you can't sell right now. Like what, you know, are yeah. you kidding me? Uh, but you found it's been quite the opposite. And I love what you said about sales professionals are doing some of their best work. I think that's so beautiful. I'm curious as you've been aggregating some of this data and you're able to get data from all different kinds of sales conversations, pull it together, use incredible technology to analyze it and pull out themes. Like what, what in the world are you seeing right now? This is fascinating. Yeah, I think what, what initially set us off on this path was that we were looking at specifically the mentions of COVID-19 back in March. Was it showing up on the calls, especially right as we were ramping up? And we would notice things where it was mentioned 8% of the times, February 23rd, 29% of the calls a week later, 63% by March 8th, and 98% of the calls you know, by March 16th had COVID. And why that was important was if you as were running a sales team, weren't talking about this with your team and what, what are we saying or how do we do, not empathy, but how do we allow ourselves to be more real, more authentic right now? Yeah. Um, that was important. So how do we use the data to adjust the messaging to connect in a more human way? Yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating. I'm, you said 98%. I'm like, who are the, how did, did 2% of people in, in the March get away without using COVID in a conversation? But uh, that's, that's amazing. And, and so what, I mean, what, what did, what did you find out of that? I mean, the mentions are fascinating, but well, well first of all, I mean, the obvious thing here is all of a sudden we now have, you know, instant virtual sales teams. So you now have data that you yeah. can capture that you've never been able to capture before, right? I think that was the next thing is we looked at just productivity levels from mm -hmm. January to then, you know, March. And now we do this all the way through May. Yeah. And what surprised me and why I say maybe we're seeing some of the best sales in a decade since the Great Recession is that the productivity levels, the meetings recorded, did right. not drop. They were essentially fairly flat. So we moved the entire workforce to their homes, yet they didn't miss a beat in terms of meetings. And I thought that was incredibly interesting. And how do we share that with CFOs and leaders to realize that the sales motion is alive and kicking, even though you can't walk down the hallway and right. see the team members and feel the energy. We're basically seeing the, the, um, yeah, the digital transfer of sales, we're seeing a data-driven motion and absolutely it's happening. You just need to use different tools to mm -hmm. tap into that energy. That was one key data point. The, the second one was then drilling down into the segments, which was, all right, so what's really happening by industry? And that's where the early data, we were looking at this back in March, did tell something different, which was certain segments, you know, HR, tech, and recruiting were down 33%. Mm -hmm. You know, hospitality travel down 29%, which is what we assumed. But project management, collaboration, tools that empowered, you know, work from home, up 80% from pre-COVID. Wow. Infrastructure up 9%, security companies up 14 And so we were seeing that although we were flat as yeah. a group, there were some winners and there were some groups that were being impacted more negatively. And that's data in terms of the no, total number of conversations, total hours of sales conversations. That's right. Recorded happening. meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Recorded, recorded meetings. Recorded meetings across the segments. 
That's fascinating though, that on the average, the, the productivity level of sales maintain, I mean, that's good. That's an incredible story to tell that someday, you know, maybe we'll tell our grandkids yeah. about, we went from face to face to digital remote zoom, go to meeting, and we didn't skip a beat. And that's that right. is, that's a huge testament to the resilience, work ethic and flexibility of sales and professionals out there. Direct, you know, cold call dials are down 25% since January. It bottomed out as low as 42% when we were looking at the data Interesting. You know, six weeks ago. It's come back. Yeah. Yeah. It was up 7% week before last. But mm-hmm. we are seeing less cold calls. Um, so we're achieving hmm. these meetings with more effectiveness. Our connect rates have stayed the same. So when you do yeah. call people, yeah. they answer at the same rates as before. And so there's been this... This number around not reaching out, but people do want to talk. Their office numbers are forwarded to their cell phones. They're yeah. at home. They're open to talking to people. It's just about making sure we connect in an authentic way. I mean, that's just so cool because we've been talking about that in the podcast. I was chatting with Mark Hunter a few weeks ago on this. And I think anecdotally, we all, you know, I, I, I always wondered because we said salespeople are alive and strong and it's going well and people are talking on the phone and this is the best time to, you know, pick up the phone and uh, pipe yeah. his life and all that stuff. And, you know, part of me was wondering, is that just us doing the rah-rah or is it like really happening? Because we did hear it anecdotally, but it's fascinating to hear like from the data and you yeah. are nothing but data here that this is absolutely true and sales, you know, I mean, I almost want to title this podcast, sales is alive and it is doing well. I mean, and, and that is a miracle. And, and I just, you know, it's almost like there should be some kind of front page of the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. celebration of yeah. this because this is really big. I think that, you know, a couple aspects is what we're seeing is that sales is playing a critical role, driving engagement, connecting their company, to their customers. We're seeing a huge increase in leadership joining sales calls, both Mm. as a a seller, my leadership will join. We've seen a 88% increase in directors joining their their AE's calls. We've seen a 72% increase in executive titles joining the sales calls. And so, and I think we're seeing that because if you drive into the buyer side, we're seeing a hundred percent increase now from pre-COVID levels of directors joining sales calls and 104% on executives. So almost double, I mean, more than double. So what we're finding is that you're on both sides, a lot of executives and senior leaders are coming together and Mm -hmm. sales is playing a critical role to bring parties together to really make sure that priorities are aligned, budgets are allocated, great conversations are having. And so we'll see where the ultimate pipelines come in at as we get into Q2 across across the board, but activity, is not the issue. And I think that's the, the piece is sales has been able to maintain very high levels of productivity and engagement during this period. It's really fat. I mean, the golden goose of sales in B2B has always been get to the C-suite and get, you know, the top level decision makers engaged. And that's all, it seems like that. I mean, that's a continual struggle, but for you to say that, that C-suite engagement is actually up like double. Um, yeah. What do you think's driving that? You know, what I, I've been asking different members of the different leaders that I've been talking to, the one that st- stuck out to me was that it, it meant there's a lot of friction in the hmm. sales process. And I thought that was an interesting comment, meaning when things are smooth, budgets are allocated, people can buy. It's like, just go ahead, right? Yeah. Yes, right. exactly. 
But when there's friction, when the hmm. buyer says, I'm not sure we're going to renew, I'm not sure we're going to buy, let's get others involved. Let's make sure that we collectively agree that this is one of the top priorities in a business to spend money on. I think what we're finding is they really do need to get more people involved. And specifically what I shared today is that we're seeing a, a 91% increase in CFOs joining calls. And just in the last week, significant uptick. So CFOs are now playing wow. a very significant role in the buying process. Boy, you better have everything in line. <laughs> you better be ready, totally. right? Yeah. A, absolutely. And that's a key data point because if you don't have your materials ready for a CFO and thinking about what would be a, a successful call to them, well, this is the time to do it. Wow, that's fascinating. You know, we were, we were chatting with Matt Dixon, a challenger, customer challenger sale, and you know, all the, the 6.7 or 6.8 people in the decision-making process that back 10 years ago, um, what, do you, I mean, what are you seeing in terms, uh, obviously this data is pointing to buying teams either increasing in size or going upstream in terms of people on the buying teams now, right? I think so. I think that the focus on extreme ROI I think Lars mm. mentioned that, but there's such a focus on making sure that your product is important uh, from an ROI standpoint and that it needs to be bought today. Meaning that you have to be able to overcome those questions, which is, yeah. A, is this a top priority and can we wait on it or does it have to happen now? And if you're not able to convincingly or articulate that ROI proposition in the business essential category, then that deal is going to slip. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm really curious as you've been analyzing all this data, you know, just like top level, what's working and maybe like what's not working, like what's crashing and burning right now? Because I know, I mean, I've always believed that buyers don't buy products, they buy outcomes, yeah. right? And so the products you sell may be the same as six months ago, but the outcomes your clients want, the outcomes your prospects are looking for are different today yeah. in many industries. So what's what's crashing and burning? Like what's just... A non-starter. My perspective on that and, and, and still building the data around this, but I think right now more than ever, you need to have conviction that you're mm. truly solving someone else's problem. I've, I've always loved sales because it gives you a front row seat to the, the problems out there. And if mm. you're representing one of the magical solutions, which most of us are in, in, you know, for specific uh, point of views, um, you get to solve some of the biggest problems out there. It's a remarkable thing. But you need that conviction. You need to truly believe uh, that your product can solve. And more than conviction, you need to truly uh, connect your solution to people's problems in a way that you will impact them, that you're protecting jobs, you're helping them grow. If you cannot do that, you won't get a shot. And so what's crashing and burning is I think there's a, there's a real focus right now on sequences, on some of the scripted aspects mm -hmm. of sales Sales got a bit numb. It got very automated. I don't think we're going to lose our automation and the tech stack by any means, but I think we're seeing, what I'm seeing the best companies do is they're changing their messaging literally daily, weekly. I mean, what we said two weeks ago feels completely out of date today. Yeah. And how to make sure that we're unlocking our sales teams to connect in a more real, more authentic way. And the, the, some of the sequences that were written, boy, if you, if you see those <laughs> were written before COVID, they make no sense anymore. No, no, totally out of touch. That would crash and burn. I think that yeah. you know, that's one aspect. The second one is going after the right targets right now. There are certain industries that are mm -hmm. definitely being impacted more significantly. They're going to have a harder time buying. They're, they're, 
they're dealing with cost constraints in a more significant way. But there's other industries that are that are growing, that are hiring, that are seeing an increase. And so making sure that your ABM accounts have been reset, making sure uh -huh. your team is going after the right accounts uh, is critical to driving short-term success versus just treating everybody the same right now. Yeah, that's um, the, the message side of this is so critical. And I think one of the things that I'm fascinated about um, what you're doing at Chorus is you're actually able to listen to um, and analyze the messages that are working and, and getting a good sense. I'm, I'm curious as, as you've analyzed some of the data and we've got what we're in May now. So you've got two and a half months of post COVID or inter COVID based data. Like what are the, I, I don't want to use the word buzzwords, but what are the topics, the areas that are resonating with buyers that are driving conversations now? I, th I think what we're seeing on that front, one of the stats I, I pulled last week out of the data was that the demo started one minute later to, in this era than pre-COVID. So it used to start around the 10th minute of a phone call is when you kick into demo mode. Really? And now it's around the 12th minute. And so why is that? Why is huh. it that we're a minute to minute and a half delayed? Is that the more empathy? Is that the more a little bit more of getting right. to know each other? A little more chit chat. I mean, these are some of the questions. We've noticed hmm. that the demo is 8% shorter than where it was you know, back in February. So before it took up almost, you know, you know, 50% of a call and, and today it's taking up, you know, 44% uh, of a call. Really? So, so I think we're seeing more conversation, more connecting, more human. Uh, but that's what the data, you know, is, is, is validating is that people want to connect more. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I, this is just so fascinating to me because all of this stuff we've been talking about anecdotally, right? The, the desire for connection as, as my good friend, Larry Levine says, you know, yeah. this is not a time for empty suits. We're just <laughs> talking about that on the selling from the heart podcast that it, and I think what's really cool is sitting here talking to the CEO of one of the most cutting edge AI companies in sales that what the intelligence is telling us is that emotional intelligence is really critical, right? The empathy, the being able to connect, the yeah. being able to bring real value to the table. I mean, this is, this is not a time for the, the canned scripts. This is a time to listen and actually be able to bring the goods. And uh, it's exactly really important. Right. One of the other data points we were just looking at recently was, you know, our managers taking the time to coach. And, yeah. coaching. and so we can look at this uh, just in terms of, are they reviewing calls? Are they providing comments? Are they sharing? You yeah. know, are, we, are we doing this in a completely remote environment? And mm. what was interesting is when we first pulled the data, March 16th, which is uh, for us out in the Bay Area, it was kind of the first week of yeah. everybody was working home. There was a huge drop off in coaching. It, 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 almost concerning, you're like, shoot. And right. week <laughs> over week, it has gone up like a staircase. Okay. And by April 20th, it had reached pre-COVID levels in terms of coaching behavior. Mm -hmm. April 27th, a huge pop. And then uh, we crossed. By May, we were coaching more today than we were before COVID. And now significantly more. We're 53% higher, you know, more actions per call than pre-COVID. That's really me, that is so encouraging that our leaders working from living rooms and dining yeah. rooms and bedrooms are providing more coaching to their employees than when they sat right next to them and you know, walking the halls with them. And we're doing it in a more precise way. We're, we're doing it down to the minute. We're doing it down to specific methodologies that we're coaching against. I just think that's fantastic. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think we're going to, we're going to take away, you know, as tough as the season has been for so many people, um, we're going to leave this season in, in many ways with a sales force that is healthier and uh, more competent and more confident than ever before. And I just love, I mean, I'm just, I just love hearing that the sales profession is alive and it's doing well and we've got data to prove it, right? This is not just, it, it's, I've seen so many articles I've read and I've written some of them just going, it's great. Things are going well, but to be able to hear that there is, is literal, um, data behind all of that. Um, is, yeah. uh, you just, I'm just fired yeah. up right now. This has made not, my day, Jim. Yeah. Exactly. And I, th- I want to say is it's not without its challenges. People know that the sales cycles are longer. We're hearing from a lot of the, the, the sales yeah. we talked to, the sales cycles are maybe 40% longer. Yeah. We've seen an increase in postponement words and, mm-hmm. and freezes, but people are engaging, they're overcoming it. They're changing their messaging, they're targeting and I keep hearing positivity from teams that they're actually seeing increases of productivity. They're, they're getting their pipelines back up. Dials are going up. And I think to your point, that is super encouraging. Yeah, it really is. Well, I am so, uh, Jim, I, I just appreciate you sharing time with us today. This has been a fascinating conversation and I'm believing, you know, it, it's good to hear some encouraging words in the middle of all the challenges. And it's great to know I mean, I've always felt this is why I've loved the sales profession is we figure things out, right? We, we get, we have served objections. We're served obstacles everywhere we go. This COVID crisis has definitely been an obstacle. There's no question that, you know, we're going to continue to face challenges, but being able to know and know with precision and data that, that the sales industry is doing well, especially all these things. And maybe this is where, you know, this is uh, all this chatter over the last few years of salespeople are irrelevant. They're going to be replaced by robots, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It seems like you're finding the exact opposite. Now, this is a time for being human. And, And I think what's so important is that this is the time for companies to bring their absolute best. Yeah. Every interaction. And how do you, as a leader of a company, ensure that your team is doing that and your customers need you doing that? And, you know, when I say absolute best, I don't mean the absolute best of the salesperson. I mean the absolute best of the entire company. If you're a Mm 5,000-person company, how does every innovation, every patent, every award show up in these brief 30-minute interactions that are the make it and break it? And secondly, that voice of the market right now is so important. How do we bring back what you just learned about a specific buying cycle or mm-hmm. the challenges in a segment back to those 5,000 employees? And that is this moment that we wanted to unlock. Wow. So cool. Well, hey, once again, thanks for joining us today. And I'm just curious, one last thing as we, we kind of land the plane on this. I mean, where do you see this going? Like what's based on what you're seeing in the data, what's next for salespeople? What should salespeople have their eye on right now? I think it's a great question. I think the question for me is, will this be sustainable as we Mm -hmm. all start to get back to work whenever that is? Mm -hmm. Will the productivity gains we're seeing still work when there's more distraction, there's more places to go, more things even at our time. So that's one. Secondly, I think we are now fully data-driven because if you aren't, you have zero insight. And I think that is absolutely here to stay, but not 
data-driven from a prospecting, data-driven from understanding the value created, how we're connecting, and measuring the overall productivity and operational efficiency of their sales teams. Man, fascinating. Jim, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation. Thanks for all that you're doing at Chorus.ai. You are, uh, you're, you and your team are definitely on my radar right now in terms of, of people we need to be watching and following. I think this is, this is really fascinating. And Jim, once again, thanks. This has been incredibly encouraging. Love it. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate the time. Yeah, you got it. And to everyone on the the Revenue Growth Podcast, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you spreading the word. As we've been saying all along, this is a time to be strategic. This is a time to drive and thrive. We're seeing this happen in the sales profession right now. So I want to let you know whether you own a company, whether you're leading a sales team, whether you're working in marketing, the work that you're doing right now is working. So stay at it, stay positive. And until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.